Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And for Jim Smalley today, I'm Josh Sigurdsson. Welcome to a greatly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today starts following the 12 noon news package. It's designed to provide you with the latest farm market news and information Monday through Friday. Today we'll have breaking news about $10 million coming from the provincial government towards livestock producers, as well as the most recent crop report. And as always, we'll take a look at the farm weather at the usual spot at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle today, call them today at 424-2967. The Saskatchewan government has announced $10 million in funding for the cattle sector, which has been hurt by lower slaughter numbers. Processing has been reduced due to a large number of COVID-19 cases among employees at two large packing plants in Alberta. The $10 million will be split equally between a cattle set aside for feedlots and reduced premiums for cow-calf producers signing up for the Western Livestock Price Insurance Program. Saskatchewan will fund its share of a set-aside under the Federal Provincial Agro-Recovery Program. When combined with the federal money announced last week, provincial cattle feeders will have access to a total of $12.5 million to compensate them for holding back cattle from the market until slaughter capacity recovers, hopefully in three or four months. The province will also help cow-calf producers by using $5 million to lower livestock price insurance premiums. Those premiums have tripled or more since the onset of COVID-19 and the fall of the cattle futures market. The provincial government will cover 40% of the increased premiums costs dating back to February 25th. Agriculture Minister David Merritt is calling on the federal government to pick up the tab for the remaining 60%. In addition, cow-calf producers will have an additional time to make a decision on livestock price insurance. The deadline is, is being extended from May 28th to June 18th. Arnold Balicki from Shellbrook is the chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, and he welcomes the provincial support, saying both programs are needed. The set-aside is an excellent program. You know, it, it's really not up and running yet and and it's going to take a little while but we have to help the uh, feedlot guys to get this bottleneck of cattle through so they can get their pins emptied so they can start buying cattle from cow calf guys so it it, we're all in this together the whole industry is is just one chain link and so we we need to work together and and, uh, and get through this how important was it to have the dual part of the announcement today, you know, something for the feedlots and something for the cow-calf producer? That was the only way to do it. Uh, one without the other would not be of much value. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt answered reporter questions during a conference call this morning. Here's a portion of that call. You know, the fat cattle that are being held up is going to obviously cause a backlog in the industry, and we're, we're concerned about that. The numbers could get quite high. We're hoping the plants are going to be up and running in full capacity soon. And obviously that would have an effect on the calf crop in the fall. And we felt with the premiums where they were, we'd seen some highs in, the, in recently as well over $80 for the calf insurance program on the premium side that we felt it was important to help the cow-calf producers on the premium side. And that's why we announced a 40% on the premium differential to help them out. 
Do you have any numbers from uh, SAS Crop Insurance in regards to the percentage of producers who have signed a Western Livestock price insurance contracts to date? And do you think today's announcement will uh, be uh, an encouragement for producers to revisit the program if they haven't signed up already? Jeff is on the line in, uh, from Crop Insurance, and he can give you the numbers on the percentage. And uh, really why we did it was just to, uh, you know, hopefully help the cow-calf producers sign up to the program. Jeff can give you the, his, the numbers as what percentage of producers are in. Jeff? What we've seen so far on the calf side, um, so the calf price insurance, is we're probably at about 6% of the marketable calf crop uh, that's insured right now. That's lower than uh, historic for sure for uh, this time of year. The highest we've seen in the program is about 17% of the calves insured. Minister, do you think this is uh, a program that producers should seriously consider uh, getting that uh, floor price? How important is it in in times like these? Well, I I think it is important. Obviously, I'll always leave it up to the individual producer to make that business decision uh, on their own and if they feel where, where the market may or may not go. Obviously, we felt it was important, but I want to I want to stress the, the big point here is we heard it from the industry, from the cattle industry over the last month of the concerns on the Western Livestock Price Insurance Program and the impact that would have on the industry as a whole. And with the backlog on the uh, feeder cattle, on the, on the fats going to market, Obviously, that's going to, you know, to get rid of that backlog, uh, we could be looking at three, four months. We're not sure. It just depends when the plants get back up and running in full capacity. And that also would play into effect as if we had a, a, another shutdown on one of the plants as a result of. So there's a lot of uh, what ifs in here and some challenges. So that's why we just felt it was important for us to at least offer some pressure relief on the premium side to the cow-calf producers and then they will make the decision on whether they want to take the insurance. Uh, we're not uh, impacting the the market pr- price that is set by the industry. We're just helping on the premium side. Getting to the set-aside program, do you have any numbers on how many animals uh, have been going to uh, slaughter from feedlots here in Saskatchewan and, and compare that to the usual number? Yeah, at this time, usually about 3,500 head are ready to go to market at this time of the year. Recently, uh, I think it was less than 400 fed cattle from Saskatchewan were processed in Alberta. So obviously, that's, uh, we see that starting to back up. And uh, I think as of uh, here last week, we were estimating about 15,000 head of market-ready fed cattle have already been impacted by the slowdown in processing. Minister, it's Karen from the Western Producer. The agri-recovery program also included uh, pork producers. Do we have a sense of how that will affect pork producers in our province? Not at this time. And I mean, talking to, as I say, talking to the industry on a weekly basis, and we, and we do that, and we did it again uh, this week with the, with the stakeholders. Uh, on the pork side, the slaughter hogs are still moving to market. We're not seeing a, a concern here in Western Canada yet. Uh, obviously, there's been some concerns uh, around the isoween side and things like that. But the federal government had announced the money into that program on... Uh, on the, on the hog side, if there was uh, challenges with that. There's probably more in Eastern Canada right now, but uh, in talking to the stakeholders in Western Canada, the processing is still moving fairly well. So we'll just look, we'll see what the federal government does on, on the details and how they roll up. That was Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt talking to reporters following an announcement of $10 million in assistance for the cattle sector. $5 million will go to a cattle set-aside, which would be the province's contribution under agri-recovery. 
The other $5 million will help cover some of the higher premiums for Western Livestock Price Insurance. The sign-up deadline for that program has been extended until June 18th. Saskatchewan's weekly crop report is out, and it says that seeding in the province is 18% complete. Sarah Tetland with Saskatchewan Agriculture shares more. The crop report for this week is out. What can uh, you say about uh, this week's crop report compared to last week's? Yeah, so uh, in this past week, more farmers have been able to get out into the field, and many have started seeding or planned to within the next week or two. So 18% of the crop is currently seeded, and this is up from 7% last week, and it's just below the five-year average for this time of year at 25%. So uh, why are we below that five-year average? Like, What, is, what do you think is, is hindering people from getting out in the field? Well, like I mentioned, there has been progress, so I think uh, we're doing pretty good. Um, it was cool into quite a bit of April, and snow did melt uh, towards the last few weeks of April this year. So I think just with lots of the fields being wet and the soil temperature temperature being a little cold, that may have prevented some farmers from getting out into the field. But I think for the most part, we're making pretty pretty good progress. And the southwest region is leading the way. Why do you think uh, that is? Yeah, so the southwest had made quite a bit of seeding progress this week. They currently have 39% of the crop seeded. And um, a lot of the other parts of the province did receive precipitation this week, and the southwest didn't receive too much rainfall. So I think they just didn't have as many delays as maybe other parts of the province. And how much seeding are you expecting uh, farmers to get done in the next week? Uh, It's kind of hard to say. Um, Some farmers are waiting for their fields to dry up, and some soil temperatures are still cool in the more northern and eastern parts of the province. So I think if the weather stays good, we will be able to make quite a bit of progress, and more people will be able to get out there. Once again, that was Sarah Tetland with Saskatchewan Agriculture. This is your Real Agriculture Update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Sean Haney here of realagriculture.com. With the COVID-19 pandemic, consumers have been forced to understand agri-food supply chains and how the food system really works. But what about their perceptions of agriculture? Bern Tobin of realagriculture.com talked to Peter Seaman of Grassroots Public Affairs about some recent research they did on this issue. Now, last year, you, your first sur- survey came out in advance of uh, Canadians heading to the polls for a federal election. This year, you fielded the survey in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I want to talk more about uh, COVID-19 in a second, but during um, that period of time over the last year, you know, what have you seen in the ways of shifting attitudes from Canadians towards agriculture and food? Good question. Undeniably, COVID-19, I believe, has uh, made Canadians certainly more aware and more concerned about their food supply. We've been fortunate to live in a country that for a long time we haven't really had to worry about uh, where we get our food. Maybe there's concerns on our ability to pay for food based on the economics of the day and people's ability to be employed and have a job. But this is the first time in my lifetime I certainly can think of people going to the stores and seeing bare shelves. And it's made people think about it a little bit more. Uh, what the survey was intended to do was measure, again, their attitudes towards the industry, their level of support and awareness. 
And we certainly came away with some interesting findings. Yeah, I mean, and let's talk about some of those. I'm just going to give you a couple to, to, to noodle on here. 97% yep. of Canadians trust the quality of food grown or produced domestically. 92% of Canadians endorse government support for agriculture and agri-food. Uh, you know, those are pretty big numbers. Very, very strong. And consistent with last year, We one of the questions we asked uh, participants was to rank on a scale of uh, sort of somewhat unconfident to very confident their attitudes towards food grown and processed in Canada versus the European Union, United States, Mexico, and China. And uh, the numbers were high last year. They're higher again for food produced in Canada. So it demonstrates that Canadians would prefer to buy and consume food grown and processed here in Canada, and we need the politicians to start recognizing that the general public supports that. Furthermore, we ask them about uh, where agriculture ranks with respect to uh, issues around national security and just Canada as an economy and a country being able to look after its people, and it ranked a very strong second after healthcare. Uh, ahead of other leading industries like energy and mining and things like that. So people are generally very supportive of what Canadian farmers and food processors are doing. Now, you've also seen, uh, I'm looking at some more numbers, or 87% of Canadians believe that agriculture and agri-food is a leading economic driver. 86% mm. believe that agriculture and agri-food plays a key role in national security and critical infrastructure. So you've got all these numbers. And um, I guess the question for you is, you know, do do we see these attitudes reflected in Canadian government policies and approach uh, and support for the sector? And you know, last week the government announced 252 million for COVID-19 support support programs for the sector. Um, the industry was greatly disappointed, asking for 2.6. I mean, you know, what do we, what do we make of this? Yeah, it is frustrating. You don't have to go far to talk to many people in the sector to hear the frustration they have, given the importance of the industry to everyday Canadians. And it's amazing to think that, depending on what statistic you look at, Canada is already amongst the top five uh, exporters of food and food-related items around the world. And it's not because of government leadership on a federal level, regardless of as liberal or conservative governments over the last several decades, agriculture has unfortunately been sort of pushed to the proverbial back burner on the stove. And we've, we've been able to get to that awesome level of productivity because of the country we've been fortunate enough to have and, and the land and the fresh water and next door to a large consumer in the U.S. But we do have global competitors and I've been saying repeatedly, just what could be the possibilities if we had a government in Ottawa specifically, in addition to provincial governments, that would, let's say, put their chips on agriculture and say, this is an industry that we believe can do much more for the benefit of all Canadians with the appropriate investment. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. We talk about human resources. We can attract the right candidates and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready if the senior generation isn't. We talk about financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or mindyourfarmbusiness.com. 
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seeding with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast today. Today will be sunny and a high of 18. It'll be clear overnight and a low of 1. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and a high of 19 with a low of plus 3. Saturday, sunny and a high of 23 with a low of plus 10. Sunday, sunny and a high of 23 with a low of 12. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud, a high of 25 and a low of 11. Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud, a high of 25 and a low of 10. And Wednesday, cloudy and a high of 22. The normals for this time of year, the high is 19 degrees and the low is 4. The sun rose at 5.12 this morning and it will set at 8.38 tonight. In Prince Albert, it's 18 degrees. Saskatoon, it's 16. Swift Current, it's 12. Weyburn, also 12. Yorkton, it's 14. And right now in Moose Jaw, it's 14 degrees. In Regina, it's partly cloudy and 13. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. Manitoba's latest crop report says farmers are seeding and harvesting at the same time this spring. Manitoba Agriculture Crop Specialist Dane Freeze says southwest Manitoba saw a large amount of crop left over winter for spring combining. Freeze adds seeding is behind average. Overall, planting completion in across the province is about 9%, uh, so it is down from our three-year average as well as year-over-year from last year. And we've started off with uh, planting field peas, fava beans, and cereals, principally spring wheat, so those are the first crops to go in the ground, and as the soil warms up, hopefully with a positive forecast this week, we'll see some of the more sensitive crops go in, more corn, sunflowers, soybeans, and canola. Freeze says cool weather has slowed seeding progress. It certainly has. We've not had the warm, drying days that we needed to get onto the field. Um, overwinter precipitation was lower than normal. We didn't have a lot of snow, but the rain that fell last fall, uh, leading up to ground freeze-up, has really hampered conditions. Those soils were wet and saturated, and then producers were unable to do field work last fall, which led to um, this spring having to remove that residue, incorporate it in some fashion, and allow that surface to dry before being able to access the the fields with heavier machinery in order to complete seeding operations. Soil moisture conditions are rated very good in Manitoba, but pastures are slow in growth and cattle are receiving supplemental feed. Freeze says there also is a lot of stubble burning going on in Manitoba right now. Overall, planting completion in the, across the province is about 9%. We are seeing residue burning across the province. Um, in some cases, it's unsalvageable overwintered crops, canola and flax in particular, uh, where the value wasn't high enough to remove that crop from the field. Um, in those cases, producers have had that conversation with their insurance agent and have decided that burning is the most appropriate way to deal with that residue. Um, further east, in the Red River Valley in particular, uh, corn residue has been fairly thick and heavy since last fall and has been harvested over the winter. And now those soil surfaces are extremely wet underneath that corn trash, so that is being burnt off as the quickest way of allowing that ground to dry and support machinery traffic. So far, Free says there doesn't seem to be any major issues with weeds and insects. Very limited 
bugs to date, although I have heard in western Saskatchewan that striped flea beetle has started to uh, reawake from dormancy and has started to feed on some early emerged canola there. In Manitoba, uh, we're still looking at the winter annual weeds as our main uh, concern. Fraze is hoping for warmer weather for spring seeding and advises motorists to be on the lookout for farm machinery on rural roads. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by YAC, and by the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. Ag in Motion will convert to a digital event as it adjusts to the COVID-19 pandemic. It's not possible to hold a three-day event with 30,000 people in attendance, but it is possible to have the equipment, plots, demonstrations, and presentations streamed online. Rob O'Connor is show director, and he says this year's event will be called Ag in Motion Discovery Plus. With so many events having to cancel, there just is probably more pent-up need for this type of uh, option than I think we maybe realize right now. But what we'll do is we'll create this new virtual, digital, print, and video platform that will allow farmers to see all these new innovations and product launches and things that uh, they would have seen at the show live, but now through a virtual portal. And this could be seminars, this could be product launches, or equipment demonstrations. Ag in Motion's parent company is Glacier Farm Media, which owns a Western producer, Grain News, and several other agricultural publications. It will mobilize resources to produce this year's digital event. O'Connor says there will be still on-site crop plots. We will still continue to have the companies work on their plot spaces. They might be tailored a little different than they would have been for the show, but we'll still take some videos of that. We'll talk to those crop companies that wanted to feature something at the show, and we'll find out what that is they wanted to feature, and we'll focus on it for them in these videos. And those videos will be produced by our editorial team, so they'll be unbiased. It's not like you're going to be listening just to a company salesman bragging about the best things about their product. It'll actually be our editorial team commenting on what they've seen uh, and how they feel about those products, uh, whether it's actually crop, equipment, or livestock. O'Connor says exhibitors have been receptive to the idea, and it should capture farmer attention as well. I don't actually think this is going to be a stretch for anybody. I really believe that we're already getting our information off our cell phones or through our laptops. Uh, we utilize all this information in the cab of our sprayer or our combine or our tractor already. I think this is going to be a very easy transition for the farmers to utilize, as well as the egg companies that are going to be uh, promoted through it. Ag in Motion Discovery Plus is a free online event for farmers and will run a full week July 21st to the 25th. Back in a moment. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you're a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices moved in early morning trading today. Viterra prices for oats wrote, rose 53 cents at 242.84. Number one, Red Spring wheat went up 64 cents at 222.98. The rest were unchanged with Durham at 266.39, feed barley at 188.71, flax at 629.79, lentils at $638.50, yellow peas at 285.89, and feed wheat at 182.70.
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holding in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. And now, the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 12th. There has been a bit of a drop on good butcher cattle, but not as much as we expected. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.68 cents to $0.74. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.68. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1 to $1.24. There weren't enough feeders in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. For more market information, call us at 842-4574. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. And now, the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the hams market commentary for Thursday, May 14th. Hams sold 5,300 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 177 to 210 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling in a range of 182 to 215 per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are selling in the range of 21 to 27 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down 29 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.4073. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 70.98 cents US. Base prices in the formula-based regions were mixed with Iowa Southern Minnesota down $2.58 while the national and the national adjusted were both up by $1.79 US 100 weight. There is evidence the reopening of U.S. pork plants is allowing for more production to be realized. Recent USDA data shows that pork production was record low for week ending May 2nd, coming in at 329.7 million pounds. Last week, however, pork production increased by some 15%, suggesting throughput is increasing. The ramping up of production is a good sign for American hog producers, who have had to make some very challenging decisions recently. The numbers will be closely watched, not the least of which evidence of potential secondary COVID-19 outbreaks as local economies open up in a patchwork of state-to-state approaches. Lean hog futures are mixed at the open following a day of pressure in the previous session. Daily moves have been mixed to lower since reaching the highs on May 4th, which are still well off the pace of values typically seen this time of year. Bottlenecks at the plant level are backing up hogs on the farm and creating a surplus of animals that the futures market currently is pricing in well into the summer. Coming up after the break, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. And now, the Resource Report. Statistics Canada says manufacturing sales plunged 9.2% in March, the biggest drop since the country was gripped by the financial crisis in December of 2008. Sales declined to $50.8 billion as factories were forced to shut down and demand decreased sharply due to the COVID-19 crisis. The drop in sales was led by the transportation, equipment, and petroleum and coal product industries, while sales were up in the food, paper, beverage, and tobacco industries. Statistics Canada warns the decline in sales is expected to continue. A Bank of Canada review of the country's financial system says market prices point to a concern that business defaults are likely to rise due to the COVID-19 crisis. It finds measures it has taken over the past two months helped ease liquidity strains and have provided easy access to short-term credit for companies and households. But it warns a cash flow problem for businesses seeing sharp revenue declines due to measures taken to contain COVID-19 could soon develop into a solvency issue. The review also raises concerns that household debt levels are likely to rise and become acute for households whose incomes don't fully recover from the pandemic. 
On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading, hurt by losses in the financial and industrial sectors, while U.S. stock markets were mixed. The S&P TSX Composite Index was down 81.37 points at 14,421. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 6 points at 23,254. The S&P 500 Index was down 7 points at 2,812, while the Nasdaq Composite was down 37 points at 8,826. The Canadian dollar traded for 71.04 cents US, compared with an average of 71.06 cents on Wednesday. The July crude contract was up $1.11 US at $26.79 US per barrel. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an agri-news report at 3.45. Tomorrow morning, there's another agri-news report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smalley, I'm Josh Sigurdsson.